Hey guys, welcome to Black Sparrow Studio. I'm your host Sparrow, where we talk about horror games and movies and more. So let's get into some horror movies, shall we? We're talking about Child's Play, the new Child's Play movie that's coming out that is going to be up in the air for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I've seen the trailers. I know a lot of people seen the trailers. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know how I feel about it. Looking at the new face of Chucky is very grim for me because he looks horrendous, man. He looks terrible. I don't know if that's CGI or just a big rubber plasticky. I don't know what's up with that face, man, but that face looks like crap, in my opinion. It looks like shit. It looks like complete garbage. And I, I hate to say that, but it does. Compared to the Child's Play that we originally got in the 80s, which was perfect, he looked like a real doll that you could actually buy from a store. He looks like one of those Cabbage Patch dolls, which was a big thing around that time in the 80s, was the Cabbage Patch dolls. If you grew up around that time, you know about the Cabbage Patch dolls and how people were going crazy to get these get their hands up this doll, which Child's Play came out and kind of played on that a little bit. So we see Chelsea Ray... And we see Chucky and how they interlink. And we pretty much get this really cool story for the first one and the second one. Now, as the story's grown over the years, in my opinion, I just didn't like it at all. I mean, I mean, it was okay. It was, you know, shits and giggles, man. Like, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky was just for fun. You know what I mean? It's whatever. It is what it is. You're going to get what you're going to get. But um, in my opinion, I do apologize, guys. That's my phone. So I'm professional, Sparrow. But um, who is blowing me up? But um, don't you know I'm working on a podcast? But anyway, the first one and the second one was my favorite one. Uh, the other Chucky's, not so much. I didn't really like the third one and the fourth one. I mean, they were cool just to watch. Bride of Chucky, I could watch again. I mean, it was, it was okay um, just to watch it. But I really like Child's Play 1 and 2. Um, scared me the most when I was a kid. Now you could just sit back and watch it, and you're like, it's whatever. So they're making a new one, right? It's called The Buddy Doll. And he's able to tap into your cell phone, your car, any type of futuristic electronics. He could basically tap into that and cause havoc, which is cool. It's a different premise. I mean, that that's all right. I'm pretty much sitting back just to wait and see what happens, you know, what they could come up with and how this could tie it into the, to the movie. I'm looking at some other things, guys. I'm just so stuck at the face. Chucky just looks, looks like shit to me, man. He looks complete garbage. And a lot of my friends told me like, Hey, you know, that Mark's doing the voice and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, okay, he's a really good voice actor, but it's not all about, who's doing the voice of Chucky. It's basically the backstory. Is it believable? Can the guy pull it off? This It's a lot of things that has to tie in to Chucky. And you wouldn't think it would be a lot of things because you're like, you know, a lot of people are like, it's just a stupid-ass horror doll movie. Some doll just goes crazy and kill you. No, it's a lot more than that, man. Chuck, Charles Lee Ray was pissed off, A, to the fact that he <laughs> he was stuck inside of a freaking doll. B, he was trying to trick this kid and let him like pretty much 
hitchhike into his body, which this kid later on finds out that, oh, shit, you're trying to take over my buddy. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, Charles Lee Ray had a, hard, a rough time trying to just get this kid to give up his soul, basically, so he could do the little switcheroo, which was awesome. So, he, you know, if you saw Charles, um, um, Charles Play 2, that's when Chucky is trying to still get Andy and take his body. So it was a little personal, you know, plus the fact he got a little beat up. So he was agitated. You got to think about it. It's like a a Ted Bundy or uh, uh, any other serial killer you want to name. It's this person that believes he's stronger than everybody and that he can take you down. And, you know, if you read anything about serial killers or, you know, it's just a really good twist that you have this very strong force stuck inside of a doll. He can't really do too much, but he, but he can, you know, he has to be a little bit more sneakier and he has to be a little bit more woodier and trying to get this kid to basically help him commit these murders and allow him to basically take the kid's body. I mean, at first he didn't know he had to do that. He had to visit uh, his old voodoo priest. But then after that, you know, he finds out some stuff. Now, Going back to Buddy, which is coming out pretty damn soon, I'm just not really pumped up to see this movie. Um, not at all. I mean, I do like the actors that's going to be in this movie, so that's pretty cool. But far as just not having Charles Lee Ray in this movie whatsoever, and I do apologize because I know my voice sounds terrible, but they don't have Charles Lee Ray in this movie. I didn't see anything about him. He didn't pop up on the on Google or any of the stories that are talking about this movie. I didn't see anything about Charles Lee Ray, so I don't know if he's even going to be a thing coming into this movie. Okay, he could be just a robot, a doll that's made for kids that pretty much got messed up, and he's trying to kill Andy and his mom. So that's what I'm seeing from the trailers. And maybe they have a little twist towards the middle of the movie or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not going to watch it. Uh, everything I'm seeing is just, it, they're not going to get me to pay that money to watch that movie. So that's what I wanted to talk about with Child's Play. I wish they did something different, like concentrate a little bit more on the voodoo. Um, I was really into that uh, as a kid. I thought they could do like all kinds of weird stuff, just thinking about voodoo, like having Chucky be able to make you see things that weren't there or make things levitate or do any little crazy thing with his new voodoo, you know, it's a little extra ability, if you will call it. But through the series, we had none of that going on. I mean, I think what Brad and Chucky, they dabble a little bit. And um, I mean, some of my buddies were like, well, he is saying the thing to get inside the kid's body. And then, the newer Chucky movie, he basically was taking over numerous bodies and stuff like that. So they did put a little bit of voodoo stuff in there, but it could serve a better purpose than that, I think. Um, just having it more darker, having Chucky be able to do more and scare more people, I think they could have did that with the voodoo aspect to it. And plus, I kind of wanted to see a movie just about Charles Lee Ray. I thought that would be kind of cool to give uh, this guy his own movie and then go into the Chucky, you know, a remake of the Chucky. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, but they didn't go that route, so <laughs> I 
I mean, those who are going to watch it, let me know if you guys are going to watch it. Um, I'm not. I'm going to take a back seat on that. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is supposed to be getting a movie pretty soon. And I heard something about Robert England is going to reprise his role as Freddy Krueger. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, it's just like little rumors going around the internet and stuff like that. So we have to wait and see what happens. But if Robert England is going to don the glove... I could watch that, man, if it's done right. I mean, we don't have Wes Craven anymore, but I'm going to give you guys my little, my advice of what I think they should do. And bear with me, guys. I know you guys are like, uh, Sparrow, what are you talking about? Who do you think could play Freddy? And I think Robert Downey Jr. could play Freddy. I also heard some things that people said Kevin Bacon could play Freddy, and I think that's a good idea, too, because he could really reach those dark like grungy modes. He could really get to that level in his acting career. I've done seen him play numerous movies where he's like that. So Kevin Bacon, yeah, it's a definitely for Kevin Bacon. And I think he's the same height. I think Kevin Bacon is the same height. Now I know Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't play in a movie like this because I mean he's up on top of the world right now. So he's not even looking at any type of horror movies right now. So it wouldn't be in his best interest to do a movie like that. But you never know where Robert Downey Jr. He could take a left, he could take a right, so that's why I like him as an actor. He played in a movie a long time ago called In Dreams. If you've never seen the movie In Dreams, I re- dude, I recommend you guys check that out. It's a really good movie. I believe it came out, when did this movie came out? 1999, this movie came out. It's a thriller, kind of like a horror thriller movie. Um, it came out in 1999. It's called In Dreams with Robert Downey Jr. It's really good. Uh, he played a darker character in this movie. If you've never seen it, check it out. It's really good. You can find it on YouTube, Amazon, or Google Play. Um, it's a really good movie. And I think Robert Downey Jr. could play a Freddy Cougar. I, I really think he could go that route. Um, I think it would be kind of cool to see that type of Freddy a different type of Freddy, more charismatic Freddy. Um, because you got to remember, Freddy attack little kids, okay? So he has to be kind of charming to bring the kids in. It is dark. Wes Craven kind of like sugarcoated a little bit. He really didn't dive too deep in it. It's kind of like figure it out on your own. But I think since it's 2019, we could really dive deep on how Freddy was really creepy, really scary to kids. And pretty much get a, a kid's point of view because the reg- original Freddy was basically teenagers. And we basically was able to like mellow in the teenagers and pretty much see things from their eyes. But I think this time we should get like kids around middle school and stuff like that. You know, no nobody in high school and stuff like that. I think it would go really great with younger kids, a younger crowd and have Freddy just terrorize those kids, you know. That would be awesome. So I, I'm thanking Robert Downey Jr. for that. I'm also thanking for uh, the writer, Clive Barker, um, Barker. I think that's his name. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Clive Barker. Clive Barker made um, Hellraiser. He's a really good writer. He made Hellraiser 1 and 2. Oh, man. His, his mind is just fucking phenomenal. It's crazy. And I think him and... Um, I can't think of the other guy's name, but he helped direct um, Hellboy. And uh, I think if they worked on that movie together, it would be a masterpiece, man. I mean, the designs from Clive Barker, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s acting abilities, um, it'd be like a darker, 
darker tone. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it. You guys might like the joking around and how Freddie plays around. And I think he could still play around and joke and kill you at the same time. But I think if they had a more a dark setting to Nightmare on Elm Street, it would be actually really cool to see what Clive Barker can bring to the table. If you ever read Clive Barker's books, it's bananas. It's crazy. It makes you think. The, the drawings that this guy do, that he does, is phenomenal it's it's just it's crazy man you have to check them out and i'm also going through google trying to figure out that guy's name from uh hellboy uh, let's see and i think where is he at let's see where he's at Nell Marshall. Really? He did he did freaking help. No, he did the new Hellboy. And that's not who I'm looking for. That is not the guy I'm looking for. Del Toro is the guy who made uh, who directed a couple movies. Um Hellboy in two thousand four and some other movies. Now I think Del Toro and Clive Barker together writing and directing these movies directing nightmare on elm street movies will be awesome and i want to get your guys opinion on this i think it would be great it would be a darker nightmare on elm street a real dark nightmare on elm street movie so that's my take what nightmare on elm street who i think should direct it write it and play in it um I really was want to see the world being a little darker, like the houses and the the color schemes. I want to see how they play with that and make a different world when you see Freddy go into his killing will be actually cool. Um, I think that's going to be it, guys, for this um, podcast right here. Um, I'm going to be bringing some new podcasts later on this week. Um, a lot more about horror movies coming up. I do want to tell you guys that Dr. Sleep is coming out. If you don't know what that is, that's another book from uh, Stephen King, the Beautiful Mind of Stephen King. And they're making a movie. The movie actually has a trailer. It's already out, man. It's a nice, nice clip. If you don't know what Dr. Sleep is, it's about Danny from The Shining. If you've ever seen The Shining movie, you know who Danny is. That's the little kid from The Shining movie. But Dr. Sleep is Danny all grown up. So he's an adult now. He has new challenges that he's going through, and I don't want to tell you too much. Just go see the trailer. That's all I'm going to say. See the trailer and tell me what you think. But, guys, I got to run. That's my podcast ending right now, so laters. and welcome to Black Sparrow Studio. I am your host, Sparrow, and welcome to my podcast where I talk about horror movies, um, action movies, like movies in general, and also talk about gaming, streaming, and um, platforms. So I'm not going to waste your guys' time. I'm going to cut right to the chase, and we're going to be talking about the new drop that just happened, which is the movie Candyman. Just trailer just came out i know i'm a little late i didn't do a review on it or a reaction video about it but i'm going to talk about it now i'm also going to talk about halloween so we're going to get into that to 
because as you guys know, I'm a big fan of Halloween. And it's just, we got a lot going on right now. We have some Chucky news. We also have some uh, exciting news for our video games. Uh, Resident Evil 3 just dropped. Um, so I'm going to be jumping around, hopefully not all over the place where you guys are going to get confused and be like, Sparrow, what are you talking about? But hopefully I'll be able to give you guys some insight on a lot of the things that are going on with gaming as far as the new Xbox uh, One X that's coming out, um, the next gen um, PlayStation 5 that's coming out, and the games that are coming out as well for those two systems. So right now we're talking about Candyman the movie, which I believe um, Tony Todd, which is the original actor, sorry, my voice is uh, all messed up right now, but the original actor from the original Candyman movie is supposedly coming back for this one. Now, I read a lot of sources that saying that he's gonna be reprising his role and that he's gonna be basically in the shadows, lurking. Um, I think that's gonna work for the movie. Now, I do hope, I do hope that they have J um, Tony Todd through the whole movie. You know, I want to actually see him in the mirror. I want to be able to see him in reflections and the shadows and, you know, just have that feeling that he's always around lurking in the shadows. So I'm kind of hoping that they're going to do it. It's not the same director, obviously. And we, we basically have Jordan Peele at his best. So he's, I believe he written the story, and but he's not directing it. It's going to be a young lady that's going to be directing this movie. But I have all the confidence in the world that she will be doing a great job. Because, I mean, Jordan Peele picked her out, so she has to be great. I'm just hoping she's going to be great. So, first thing I'm going to have to say, looking at this trailer, was the fact that it looks really good. Now, there is a silly scene, which... I'm pretty sure there's going to be more videos about this particular scene in the trailer. And when the movie does drop, um, I'm pretty sure people are going to be making their own meme of this particular scene in Candyman. It's not a spoiler. If you guys don't want to hear anything about Candyman, if you guys are just going to wait for the movie, this is not the episode you want to freaking uh, dive into. Okay. Um, basically, there's a part in that scene where you see... The actor who's playing as the next Candyman, he's like, I guess, transforming or he's, his hand is like messed up or whatever and he's doing this weird motion and it's just hilarious. It's just, it's just hilarious. But other than that, it's some cool scenes and cool cinematography going on in this movie. Now, there's a scene where you see Candyman dragging a guy on the floor in an art gallery. Which right there, that caught me off guard. And I was like, man, this looks, this looks really good. The lighting's perfect. Um, you kind of see Candyman on the, in the mirror, but you really don't. It's not showing his face. So what I'm thinking is we might get Tony Todd, but he might be CGI. He might actually came on set, but I think they CGI him to make him look like Candyman from the original movie when he was a little bit younger. So I think that's probably the Tony Todd that we're gonna get. We're gonna get a younger version of Tony Todd. Um, they did have his voice in the trailer, but it was kind of modified. 
So you really couldn't tell if that was originally Tony Todd or maybe that's something. Maybe it's the other actor doing that voice and they distorted it a little bit. We don't know. But I'm very excited. There's a couple people, friends of mine, they're excited to see this movie come out just as me, just like me. Like This movie, when it dropped, which I'm going to butcher this a little bit because, you know, didn't do my homework, <laughs> but it came out, I believe, around the 90s. And uh, once it, when it dropped, I was like, I think I was like maybe nine or 10 years old when it came out. Scary as heck. This movie was terrifying from beginning to end. It was written from Clive Barker. It was a book that he had made. And I'm a big fan of Clive Barker. I'm a big fan of Stephen King, as you know. And Clive Barker, without a doubt, without a doubt, is one of the best writers I came across. Okay, there's other good writers, of course, but I love the mind of Clive Barker. Now, in the world of Candyman, it derives from a guy that wasn't a slave, but an upper-class black guy that basically was a painter, and he was a really fine painter. And this painter was given the job to basically paint this um, this guy's daughter. But he ends up falling in love with the daughter. We all know the story, and, you know, that, that's not going to work. So, he, you know, he gets his hand cut off, and he gets tortured. Basically tortured. And he comes back, and he's basically was in Chicago area and um, haunting the projects of where he was slayed. That's basically a little bit of the potato of the movie. It's a little bit of the meat of the data. The potato and meat of the movie. So you come across a young lady in the very original one who is kind of a journalist and she's trying to figure out if Candyman is bullshit, is it real, is it just somebody's imagination. And pretty later on in the movie, um, she finds out the shit is real and shit gets serious and she, uh, her friend, her best friend gets killed. Now, I won't touch too much on, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys already saw Candyman. If you haven't seen the original Candyman, please don't listen to this audio and do yourself a service and go rewatch it because it's on Netflix. You're, you're missing out. If you haven't seen this movie, stop listening to me and go to Netflix if you have a Netflix account and watch Candyman. I recommend that movie. It's, it's just that good. And I think it still holds up today. I mean, I, I don't see no, nothing wrong with that. I mean, we don't get none of that filler CGI fake PC crap. It's all practical effects. The bees that is covering his body is not CGI bees. It's real bees on his face and mouth. Um, shout out to Tony Todd to actually hold it together while these bees are just crawling all over his freaking face. It's like hundreds and hundreds of bees is all over. That guy's a legend. Now, in this new movie, we've seen a lot. We see that the actor is transforming into Candyman. So we're going to get multiple Candymans in this movie that's coming out. I think we're going to get at least three Candymans in this one film. If this film does good, we might get another movie hopefully with the same director or even possibly Jordan Peele but Jordan Peele has been really busy because he's also doing 
the Twilight shows. If you guys haven't checked out the Twilight shows that he's been writing and directing, they're really good. They're short. They're kind of like Black Mirror in a way. And you know, Twilight came out before Black Mirror. So Black Mirror is kind of a ripoff of Twilight from, you know, back in the day. But now Jordan Peele has control over that show and he's been doing great. And the show's been doing great. So now, I'm kind of done talking about Candyman. I want to keep on going with this because it's not too much information that's been coming out other than the fact that we have Tony Todd in the role and we don't have the young lady that played the, um, uh, she was kind of, I wouldn't even say victim. She was more of a, she was the protagonist of that film and we're not going to have her come back to this film. I'm kind of sad about that because I would love to see um, what they would have did with that character. You know, the Bloody Mary character. Um, but, you know, time will tell. You know, later on, who else is going to be in this movie and what other shocking things are we going to expect. But then there's more news, guys. There's more news. Now, there's talks of getting a new Chucky because the old Chucky, as you know was garbage. So guys, let's put a period in the end of Candyman because we're done talking about that. I'm not going to be lingering on these topics that I'm mentioning right now. So I'm pretty much done with the Candyman topic. We're going to jump right into Chucky and I'm just going to just keep this pattern going. So we got Chucky came out 2019 and in my opinion, it was hot trash. A lot of people loved it. Um, A lot of fans enjoyed it. Some fans didn't enjoy it. They didn't like it at all. It's, it's a big, I wouldn't even say a big rift or a big split down the middle. <clears throat> I would say it's more fans like the original. They do not like this new version that we got. Some are a little bit more bendable. So they're like, oh, you know what? It's a different side of the story. This is a little brand new. It's a little tweak. They tweaked it up a little bit. And I'm okay with it. Me, I hated the movie. I'm gonna tell you exactly why I hated this movie. I'm gonna start by saying the whole model of Chucky looked horrendous. His face was just not not great to look at. It wasn't like creepy or anything like that. It just looked stupid. Um, the things they had the doll doing was stupid. I just didn't like it at all. It was like. He was trying to be the kid's friend and then it just all turned into shit. And I mean, if we never had a Chucky movie, right? And this was the Chucky movie that we, that was the introduction of Chucky. I will still say, without a doubt, that movie was hot garbage. It was trash. It was just complete trash. Uh, the design of Chucky was trash. The CGI was trash. Like all of it was just garbage. Now, if you go back and watch Child's Play, the first one, it was great. You didn't know, you didn't know if this kid was suffering from a mental, a mental illness or, or anything like that. You couldn't really figure out. You do know that this guy died next to a doll. That's all you pretty much know. The serial killer guy, as Charles Lee Ray, had died next to a doll. Okay. Now you got this kid that has the same doll that that guy basically died next to. So you're assuming that, hey, this guy's possessing the doll, right? Find out that is correct. Charles Lee Ray was stuck inside the doll. 
Now, we didn't get any, like, extra voodoo stuff within that movie. We seen, like, possibly two clips of the original Child's Play where they actually showed some voodoo stuff in the movie, which is the one scene of Charles Lee Ray going inside of the doll. And then another clip where you see Chucky, which is Charles Lee Ray, using a voodoo doll to stop, I believe the guy named was John, who was the teacher who taught Ch um, Chucky how to do voodoo. Which Chucky basically said he didn't know none of this stuff was like legit. He was just really into it and trying to see if it was real. Found out really quick that, hey, it is real. And you just left your freaking doll for me to just pick it up and do whatever with it, right? So, as you know, Chucky's going to kill that guy, which he does. But that's the only two scenes where we see actual magic happening. Like something other than Chucky stabbing somebody it was a little different. Now, in my opinion, I would have loved them to just focus on a little bit more of the voodoo and have Chucky be this force of nature where it wasn't really that easy to kill. Now, if you're a fan of horror movies, like I am, I'm not a fanatic, but I am a fan of horror movies. I do enjoy watching a lot of scary movies. And um, watching Child's Play 1 and 2, I enjoyed. Now, when they started going to 3 and 4 and 5, it became a little silly. But I think they could have cut all that out if they just concentrated a little bit more on the mystical side of stuff. And I think it would have saved... It would have kind of like put people's mind at ease, you know? Chucky was more of a person where you were like, dude, if I saw that doll, I would kick it, or I would pick it up and toss it, or throw it in, and do whatever with it, right? Because you're assuming that he wasn't strong. But I always thought Chucky was strong. I always thought Chucky had the strength of a man, but stuck in a doll-like body. So just imagine a little person who are, who's littler than you, but has the strength of a full adult. That is terrifying right there. So... Because he's not, at this point, he's not human. You know, he's stuck in a doll, but he has strength. I mean, he can't pick up a car, but he could literally drag you on the floor. You know, I mean, physical, I mean, if you look at it like, oh, physically, he shouldn't be able to do that. He has no muscle, whatever. But it's mystical. So it's, it deals with the mystical side of things. So he should be able to drag you on the floor or throw you across the room or basically use whatever in his you know artillery to, to deal with you right so i feel like the new chucky had none of those qualities in it it had they just basically butchered it and took what they want and then left everything else out it was a terrible piece of meat if you ask me of a movie um and i'm like okay we're getting a new chucky that might actually be connected to the original Chucky we're all familiar with. And I'm kind of happy about that. And kinda, you know, didn't hear too much information about it, but we should be getting that pretty soon. Maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed. But I always think, and I want to touch on it too long, but I always thought they should have concentrated on the voodoo a lot more. Now, if you guys feel the same way, you guys could hit me up on my social media, on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, Black Sparrow Studio, and give me your opinion. Um, you also can tag me or any of your guys' social media guys. And, and you know, I'm on Mixer as well, so I do stream from uh, 
10 to 4, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So come join me. Now, we're done talking about Chucky. I don't want to get too much in it and be long-winded with it. So that's all I have for Chucky. Um, to skip through and talk about a little bit of Halloween news. We have some good Halloween news. Um, Halloween, as you know, is coming back. Michael Myers did not die. And I'm excited. But then I'm kind of bummed out at the same time. Because 2018, I made a podcast. But it wasn't a long podcast. Um, I was just now getting into making podcasts. And uh, I'm kind of still new at this, guys. I'm trying to get everything out and be more organized. And um, get more information from you guys. So you guys can be aware and know what's happening with these movies or games. And I will get more on on board with that stuff and be more adamant of getting all the information. There's so much going on with the corona. I'm not even going to get into that, but there's so much going on right now. So bear with me. So now I'm talking about Halloween 2018. To me, it was kind of a disappointment. I was really just, I think a lot of people like me were really excited that the franchise was coming back. Okay, after Rob Zombie basically demolished that movie for his own little personal gain. Um, and some people did like the Rob Zombie version, but I think it's trash. Um, but we did get the 2018 Halloween, and it was okay, but I had my own little problems with it. And I believe I discussed the problems I had with that, fran- with that movie, not the franchise, but the movie. And it was mainly because they played it safe through the whole movie. Okay? We had Jamie Lee Curtis came back. She was on board. She was there in the movie. And I was happy about that. I was like, oh, this is great. We have Jamie Lee Curtis came coming in the movie. We have a couple new faces in the movie. And we have, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's a really good actor. He plays the sheriff. And he's a terrific actor. You guys probably know who I'm talking about. And uh, before I post this podcast, I will be tagging the actors' names that I'm referring to in this podcast. But I can't think of his name right now, but he plays the sheriff, and he's a really terrific actor. And I feel like they just, they didn't really use that guy that well. I was thinking there was going to be something between this guy and Laurie Strode. I feel like they were working that type of angle and then they went a different direction and was like, let's cut all that out and let's just get rid of him. So that's exactly what they did. Um, They didn't use that guy, that actor. They just kind of like had him in there just to have him in there. They're probably cool with the guy. But he ends up dying. Now they have a doctor that... It was just a big mess, man. It was just all over the place. And I feel like it was just poorly written. Um... There's some scenes where you, you should have saw Michael do a lot more shit and you didn't see it. Um, the fact that he had his mask off and you could see his face, hair and there, it, it threw me off and it threw a lot of people off. I don't want to see Michael's face. I don't care what his face looks like. I don't care if the guy has a scar or one eye or no eye. I don't want to see his face. It was pretty cool to see that Michael had like... Uh, fucked up eye for when he got stick with the needle so no he got stick with a, a hanger from the closet so that was lit 
to see that he had that wound on his eye. That was perfect. They could have kept that. But I didn't want to see his face. Another thing that kind of bothered me was Laurie Strode's character kind of reminded me of the H2O version of Halloween. Now, if you haven't seen Halloween H2O, it's not a bad or terrible Halloween movie. It's pretty good. And, um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, she did a really good job in that role. But it's really similar to this one. I mean, as far as her having a gun and being kind of a badass, it was kind of like that. A lot of people reference her to Sarah Connor, which it had a little bit of Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor vibes to it. And that's, that's my opinion on that. I mean, I don't know why they haven't thought to make Laurie Strode follow in Dr. Loomis' footsteps. I mean, that's what I would do. I think that was a perfect opportunity to have Laurie Strode follow in Dr. Loomis' footsteps. Um, let her be a doctor. The way she works through her trauma is to work with patients. That would have been perfect, a great angle. Um, it would have made sense because then she would have been closer to where Michael is or would have been able to bump into Michael a little bit easier. I think that would have been a lot more, a lot more better than that. A lot more better than what they chose to do, okay? And so we didn't get that Rather, we got this ridiculous, this, this like nasty rendition of like past Halloween movies that we already seen, and they just to me they seems like they just picked different parts of different movies that they enjoyed and they mashed it up to this one movie. So Laurie Strode is supposed to be a broken person, which I'm fine with that makes sense and she was prepared to kill Michael I was on board with that it's not till you find out the doctor is basically a psycho who wants to basically see Michael in his natural habitat like Michael's a fucking tiger from Tiger King or some shit like that and I was like man what what am I watching what's going on right now like really that's what we're doing right now? Like, and you were cool with Dr. Loomis? Like, they said in the movie that he was the apprentice underneath Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis, I mean, nothing for none, but he would have already figured out that this, this person that he's teaching is a nut job. That he's crazy. That something is wrong with him. If you have somebody who's that passionate who wants to see you in your natural habitat and you might be a little bit too invested into it, maybe you're kind of imbalanced. You, you're telling me that Dr. Loomis didn't notice that during those years? Of course he probably noticed that. So again, poorly written. I, I don't think they should have had that doctor basically... do what he did which was get Michael to get him next to Laurie Strode because they had some kind of connection. I thought that shit was so weak and the writing for that was weak. I'm going to keep saying that shit over and over. I'm sorry, guys, but it was weak. 
it was weak marinara sauce. It was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible. And I'm going to tell you guys what, the, what they should have done. What they should have done, like I said earlier, is make Laurie Strode a doctor at the Haddonfield Hospital of, or, or asylum or whatever. And then just have her work with patients. Okay? Keep the fact that they're related. Just have it where she works with patients so she could try to figure out what is wrong with her brother. Why is he the way he is? Why is he trying to kill me? What kind of symptoms does he have? You know, is he really sick? Or is he enjoying what he's doing? Like, what is Michael Myers as a person? Like, who is he? You know, those answers. I don't want those answers to be solved, but I would like those answers to be brought up. <laughs> have Jamie, have Laurie Strode work at that facility just to figure out, see if she can get closer or figuring out her brother. That would have been a good opportunity. Um, she still could have been a nut job, but I think it would have been a, a little bit more of a better movie if she was related to Michael, but like, dude, what the, what the fuck did I ever do to you? But they're like, okay, we're going to cut that narrative out. They're not, they're no longer related. So when they even announced that they weren't related, I was like, hold on, pop the brakes, Kubo Slice. (laughs) They're not related. I'm just trying to think in my head, like, if they're not related, how are you going to get Michael all the way to Building B to bump into Laurie Strode in House A? How's that going to happen? You know, it can't be a coincidence. It can't be Michael walking around and, oh my God, I just bumped into the girl that I used to try to kill when, you know, when I was younger in my 20s and shit. No, that doesn't make any sense. So they're like, okay, let's just make a character, make him a doctor. You know, that's interesting, right? And then have it where people think he's the new Dr. Loomis, but then it's going to be a twist that he's really psycho and then... He's going to grab Michael and then take Michael to Laurie Strode and they're going to battle it out. Now, on paper, it might sound good to have a, a psycho doctor. It might it might have sound really good on paper, but it didn't work in film. It didn't work at all. You just see this dumb doctor who's supposed to be smart, takes a, so, a fucking psychopath, sociopath, and basically capture him and brings him to other people so that guy can watch him kill people. Let that digest for a second. That shit was stupid. That was so stupid. I can't tell you guys how stupid that was. And I was sitting there watching the film and I was like, I watched this film so many times and I was just looking at that and I was like, you killed the sheriff off who was a really good actor to basically make this narrative of this doctor who is just overly obsessed with his work and he wants to see Michael do some shit. He wants to see basically Michael fight against Laurie Strode. Like what keeps him going. And I don't give a shit about that. Like I didn't like I know a lot of people didn't want this whole family narrative shit in the movies. I didn't mind it. Now, I'm not saying I was a big fan of, like, the Jamie 
from the fucking other Halloweens. Like, I was a fan of that when I was a kid, but as I got older and rewatched those films, I'm like, man, I can't rewatch this shit. It was terrible. Now, um, no, let me, before you guys flip out, Jamie, who, the girl who played Jamie, the little girl, she did perfect. You know, she did, she did good. Donald Pleasant, which is Dr. Loomis, he did excellent like he always does. But everybody else did terrible. The other actors in those films were terrible. Um, and I didn't care for them. I, didn't, I, didn't, I really didn't care for them at all. Like, I mean, I guess me being young at the time when I watched that, it was a big deal because I'm seeing a little girl getting chased by a, a serial killer. So I put myself in that narrative. It was like, oh man, that that's creepy. You know, he, if he's going after her, he could go after me, right? So I think that's when a lot of people saw that movie. Most of them were young, so they're like, oh, this is this is creepy. And I gotta agree, it was creepy at the time. But as you rewatch that as an adult, it's it's really stupid. Now, in my opinion, I think they should have just kept. Laurie Strode related to Michael Myers. I think that's not bad. I think John Carpenter did a good job writing that story, even though he didn't really want it to do a Halloween 2. Halloween 2 is my favorite Halloween movie ever, besides one. Um, I think John Carpenter did a great job in the first one. I think he wrote a really good story for the second one. Um, it was a different director, I can't think of his name, who made Halloween 2. But Halloween 2 has to be my top favorite horror movie ever that I have to say because it was in a hospital and I haven't seen that many horror movies that just dealt with you being in a hospital so if you ever been to a hospital which I'm pretty sure a lot of you have either visited or been there yourself it's fucking creepy man especially at night if you ever stayed overnight and there's barely anybody there in the hallways it's pretty fucking scary okay so to have Michael walk down the hallway and it's pitch black and you see these red strobe lights going off. It's fucking terrifying. Now, fast forward to 2018 version. Didn't care for it. Didn't like the cast. Didn't like the little girl. I mean, the daughter. She was garbage. Didn't like the granddaughter. She was complete garbage. I was like, dude, just kill one of them off. Didn't happen. So now we got a new Halloween coming out. That is going to take place in the hospital. Because as you know, Lori Strode got stabbed. Okay, she's really wounded. She's badly hurt. Michael's missing, I think, three digits on his finger. So I don't know what the fuck this guy's going to do. I mean, he could still, like, I guess, grab you or whatever. But it's not too much he could do. I mean, can he hold a knife with two fingers and a thumb? I don't know. He might have to switch it to a different hand. You know, he might have to try to get busy with his left. Can't get busy with his right. His right got his right hand basically got blown off. I mean, he has some digits, but not a lot. So I, I, even that, when that happened, I was like, "Oh, that's what's up." That's. I thought they were gonna kill Michael right there. I was like, "Okay, he took his hands. Like he took his fingers. This motherfucker's not gonna do too much." And then when they decided to burn him, I was like, "Okay, okay. You know what? If they're killing Michael like this, you know, I'm not." 100% on board with this movie, but it wasn't terrible, so I, I'll digest that, and alright, fucking kill him, alright, kill him, let's be done with it, 
And they're like, no, we're not going to kill them. We're going to make Halloween kills. And then we're going to make some other Halloween movie too. So we're going to make a total of two movies. So I'm like, okay. Let me put on my Halloween jumpsuit. And let's get back into the shit. Let me do some investigating. Let me see what they're going to do. So there's so many things coming out right now. Where it's going to be taking place in the hospital. Um, they're saying like they're going to show how Michael escaped. Some are saying Michael, they're not going to show how Michael escaped. I don't care to know how he fucking escaped, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't give a shit. Um, someone, I guess some people want to see that. I don't care. They don't need to have it in the film, but I mean, you can put it in the film. I mean, H2O, basically when you first watch, no, no, it wasn't in H2O. The, it was the the movie after H2O. They basically showed how Michael escaped from the movie H2O. It wasn't really him that got his head chopped off, if you've seen that movie. If you didn't see that movie, you're probably like, Spiro, I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm, I'm just assuming that you guys already seen that film. So, a lot of people want to see how Michael escaped from the 2018 version. Me, personally, I could care less. You know, so... Another thing they're talking about in the Halloween franchise is that they're thinking about, you know, Laurie Strode is going to, in fact, die in this new Halloween kills. And we're going to get a lot more kills in Halloween. Michael's going to do a lot more stuff in this film because they didn't get to do that much in the last film that we saw in 2018. Now, my opinion with that is... You dropped the ball from 2018, so you're trying to make it up for this one. I'm cool. I'm down with that. I'm excited to see it. Excited just like you guys. But now I'm thinking in my head, like, how's that going to work? How's that going to work? Because you got to remember, 2018, Michael Myers does not really give a fuck about Laurie Strode. He does not care about none of the people around him. He just picks who he wants to pick, kill who he wants to kill. He's like a, basically... A human shark that just keeps on going and going and going and going and going and going until you kill him, right? Right, 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 right. Oh, people. The Michael that I'm familiar with, the Halloween that I grew up with, basically, Michael would have just tried to go after his sister. Now, if you're a person that was caught in the middle of that shit, you're going to die. If you were a person that was in the facility where he needed to get to, you're going to die. Um, that's the Michael that I basically grew up with. Now, the Michael that we have here, it's cool. He's killing children. He, I mean, he snapped a kid's neck in the very beginning of the movie. And that was supposed to just show, like, oh, you know, this is a more edgier Michael. He's, he's killing children. Now, if you're familiar with the first Michael Myers movie, he could have killed Tommy. But he didn't kill Tommy. He just basically grabbed the kid and was like, oh, you're a reflection of myself. Kids used to tease me, too, kid. Don't worry about it. Maybe you're going to grow up and stab your sister one day and become a man. And he just walks past that kid and goes on his merry way. Okay? And kill the kid. There's no violence on that kid. And I don't care in the movies if you're going to be killing kids. I'm not some advocate of killing kids. I'm just saying in the movie, I don't care if you kill a child. Okay? It's a movie. Do what you got to do. But in 2018 version, I saw no point to kill that kid. Like... Being used to watching Michael movies, it was more like he would have got in that car or at least pulled the kid out the fucking vehicle, got in the car and drove away because that kid wasn't a threat. But, you know, they did what they did to, like, again, show a different side of Michael. 
But now that we know that they're not related, and Jamie, not Jamie, but Laurie Strode is in the hospital with her granddaughter and daughter, how's that going to work? He's obviously not going to follow them, and he's obviously not going to try to kill them. So it's going to have to be Michael continuing to kill people around that neighborhood in Haddonfield, and people, which I just heard that they're bringing back Tommy, they're bringing back a lot of the old cast, um, to basically, they're going to be hunting Michael. This is what I'm getting. This is the news that I'm hearing right now. This is the facts that I'm hearing, that they're basically people that bumped into Michael in the, in the original movie are basically going to come back and they're all going to group up and find Michael and kill him. I thought about that so hard and I was like, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to work. I, I mean, the kills are going to probably be good. And trying to go after Michael, somebody's going to mess up and someone's going to get hurt or, or die, right? I just, I'm just thinking in my head, like, I don't care. Like, wouldn't it be a good movie, a, a better movie, if they were fucking related? So he's like, bitch, I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> you fucking took my eye, okay? You got me shot, like, five times. I'm going to fucking kill you. That, that's all he wanted to do. It's like, you're going to die. <laughs> like... Just the, that was like such a good narrative. Just the fact that you didn't know why he killed his older sister. And just to figure out like when Halloween 2 came out, it's like, wait a second. I got another sister? Like, what the fuck? Oh, hell no. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta kill this bitch. You know what I mean? Just that mentality of like, it puts you in that mentality like, you can have a sibling that wants to kill you no matter what. That's some scary shit. To know that you have a brother out there that just wants to fucking stab you to death and would not stop at nothing to do so is fucking terrifying. It's even equally terrifying not to know that you're related or that person's not related to you and he wants to kill you. It's terrifying either way, but for some reason, to know that it's your own flesh and blood that wants to kill you, to me personally... Is more terrifying to me. Like, if it's a no-face person, I could give two shits. It's still gonna scare me, but I'm... You know what I mean? It's whatever. But to know that I have a family member out there that his sole purpose of living is to take me out will be like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> Did you take ecstasy when you were in the 70s when you had this motherfucker? Like, what's the, what was the deal? But... We basically could guess, we basically could guess what's going to happen is the people from the town are going to basically go after him and it's going to bring him towards Laurie Strode. Like, they have to go to him because he's got no reason to go for them. He has no fight in this. He has no fucking dog in that fight. So that's interesting. So that's my take on Halloween. That's how I feel about it. I feel like that this movie is going to either be really good or really bad. And the news that I'm getting from this movie is it's okay. I like the fact that we're getting Tommy. I like the fact that we're getting the young girl who played Tommy's friend. Uh, I like the fact that a lot of the cast is coming back from the first one. Now, when I mean a lot of the cast... Tommy, the original Tommy, is not going to be reprising his role. 
is basically going to be the guy from Breakfast Club who played the nerd. He's coming to play as Tommy. And he's going to be one of the guys that are going to want to kill Michael Myers and take him out. So that's basically some of the news from uh, Halloween Kills. And there's a lot more information that you guys could find on websites and whatever. And some other podcasts probably have way more information than me. Um, but that's what I heard. It's basically a bunch of people from the original movie that are coming back. Not the actors, but just the characters. Now, one particular person that might come back is the young lady who was friends with Tommy. She might actually reprise her role as Tommy's friend. If she does, that would be great. I wouldn't mind seeing her again. Um, I did enjoy those two characters. So by having them return is kind of a kind of making my heart just flutter a little bit. I'm kind of happy about that. But I'm up in arms with this Michael thing. Um, I kind of wish since 2018 one kind of bomb. I kind of wish they kind of like do something like, okay, guys, let's give the fans what they want. Let's kind of let Lori find out that they're they are related. You know what I mean? But then again, I don't think they might do that. I think they're going to stick with their guns. So there we are, man. There we are with the Halloween. Now, I'm done with my movie topic. Let's get into some gaming shit. Now, as you know, or might not know, I am a streamer, guys. I stream on Xbox, and I stream basically on Mixer. So, and I have a PC, but I mainly stream from the deck of my Xbox through my PC. And streaming been good, man. Streaming's been really good to me so far. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm happy that I met a lot of cool people. Um, there's a lot of people that I met that are really nice. Just a bunch of sweethearts. I met this young guy named Clips, which is a really cool, young, up-and-coming streamer. I'm pretty sure he's going to be a partner pretty soon. Um, really nice guy. Um, I enjoy his stream. I enjoy going to his stream. Um, he plays a lot of Apex. Um, I've seen him play Battlefield 1. And I enjoy his stream. I think his stream is really nice and clean and uh, entertaining. Um, there's another streamer I like as well. Her name is Coco. Coco Drizzle. And they're all on Mixer. Um, I will be talking about some Twitch streamers as well. But right now I'm diving in some Mixer. Um, Coco Drizzle's a really good streamer, very entertaining. She loves to play uh, Minecraft, Apex, Fortnite, you know, not all shooter games, but she also plays a mixture of other games too. And she's just a really fun and enjoyable streamer. Um, also, we have uh, Scarlet Rain, Rad, uh, Epic Dreaming. These are really cool streamers. Um, Big J, Too Lit Big J is really good. He's a very light streamer. Not light, but lit streamer. So he's, he's really hyper. A um, lot of entertainment. Plays a lot of um, Apex. But well, I want to say play a lot of Apex, but he does play Apex. Um, he also plays a lot of horror games. So if you're a fan of horror and you love horror, scary games, and um, you like to watch um, streamers play scary games and shit... Um, then watch uh, Big um, Too Lit Big J. Uh, he plays a lot of Friday the 13th and a lot of Dead by Daylight. My other friend, Ghost Cat, um, on Mixer. She's an up-and-coming streamer. She's really good, very enjoyable to watch. Um, she plays a lot of Dead by Daylight. Um, recently, she just picked up Call of Duty, which is 
a decent game. It has its problems. It has its problems just like any other Call of Duty game, but it's enjoyable to watch, guys. So if you can, I will be putting their names below this podcast, and you guys can check them out. Um, Mixer has been good to me. Um, it's a very friendly platform. Um, I used to stream on Twitch, and nothing. There's no shots fired to Twitch. Twitch is also a good platform. Obviously, the bigger platform, but I had more fun playing with playing the platform on Mixer. Uh, I met a lot more cool people on Mixer. I met some cool friends on Twitch as well. But it seems like Mixer is more of a family base. I had friends on Twitch, but I didn't really felt like it was a like it was a family, like it was a team, um, like someone had my back basically. And I feel like Mixer is a family based platform where you're able to get that help that you need if you're a new streamer that's starting out. Um, there's a lot of sources to help you out, show you how to do overlays, um, they'll show you how to basically do your alerts. Um, there's a lot more information than it was couple years ago on how to stream there's more way more information currently being updated every day on youtube so there's always help if you have a discord my discord is blacksburg studio you can find me you guys can add me we can talk if you need help with streaming don't be shy don't be afraid to ask for help i'm there for you if i can if i'm not working if i'm not streaming i will help you 100 percent um just like the people i just named coco drizzle um, Scarlet Rain, Rad, um, Epic Dreaming, Ghost Cat, and Two Lit Big J are really good streamers to talk to. They, they helped me out with a lot of things I had to deal with during this time, um, figuring out where to go with my streams. And it's just been really a good ride so far, guys. It's been a really good ride. Um, me myself, I love to play Apex. I've been grinding on Apex for a couple months now. Um, lately, I've been starting to get more into Apex to try to get more competitive in it and trying to learn how to get my shots down so I'm not missing too many shots and also making my stream the best it could be. There's a lot more stuff I have to do. Um, there's a lot more things I have to get into, but uh, right now we're just taking our time and figuring out what road to go to which road to go and shit like that. But uh, it's, it's been very nice. Um, there's other streamers like Miss Anna, who is a credible streamer. She, she plays Apex in Fortnite, really good player, and just a hell of a person. Great personality, great smile, um, friendly streamer who always down to help you in whatever way she can. So make sure you guys check her out as well. Um, I feel like the mechanics on Mixer, the things that they're trying to do in Mi- over there in Mixer is really organized and really good. Yeah, they don't have a lot of freaking people in there. The population in there is pretty weak, but I feel like it's soon, it's gonna grow later on down the line, a couple years from now, it's gonna even get bigger. Um, Twitch, I feel like it's always gonna be the same. It's always gonna be big. I don't think Twitch is ever going to have a downside where they're just like really hurt for people to come to their platform. Um, as you know, Twitch is just fucking enormous. And I have a lot of good friends on Twitch. I have um, Sky. She's really good. Um, she's a really cool streamer. She plays a lot of 
MLB, um, 2K, Apex, COD, shooter games, and sports. Very big on sports. Um, you don't really see too many girls playing sports games on Twitch. She's one of the main ones that do. Um, and one of the ones who really know what she's talking about. So she's always a good streamer to check out. My homie Dennis, really good streamer. If you like watching single player games and also you know, Dragon Ball Z games, he does that, mixture of games. Um, Super Mario is really good, reanimated. She used to be on Twitch, but now she's with us on Mixer. She's on Mixer doing her thing. She's partnered and she's always down to help. Reanimated girl is just super awesome, super friendly. Um, she plays a lot of horror games. She likes horror themes. Um, and I love watching her. It's it's just like eating a shit ton of good candy. Like it's always fun to be in her stream. Um, but there's some stuff on Mixer that we do have to talk about. We do have trolls. We do have some people that come in and say some really crazy shit. Luckily, I haven't ran into too many of those problems. Twitch is really bad with the trolls because I think. We have way more younger kids on Twitch on that platform. So, so many kids that try to just say stuff to just get noticed. But you don't really have that too many of those kids on Mixer. It's a little bit more 20s to 30s and up. You know what I mean? So, I feel like there's a lot more grounded and mature people on Mixer. Not saying that there's none on Twitch. It's just Twitch is so big that they have so many young people on that platform. That are toxic as shit. <laughs> so for me on Mixer, there's not a lot of toxic kids. They're there, but it's not a lot. I'm not experiencing a lot of them on Mixer. So, and plus on Discord, as you know, you can go to the Mixer servers or you know, or the Mix It Up servers, and, and they'll help you. They'll help you how to set up your stream, and you know, it's it's been great. I also. For a tip for you guys, I pay the $8 a month for the light stream, and that's been good. So, and I um, don't need an Elgato, I don't need a PC. I still have a PC, but I don't really need it. But I do have my PC so I can put my overlays on it, and stuff like that. So, there's ways to stream without spinning and breaking the bank. Um, I will be doing a podcast about my setup and how I save money and how I'm able to kind of make shortcuts so I can stream, you know what I mean? Even though I don't have like multiple screens like other people do, like three or two screens. I have one screen, I gotta wait to buy two other screens. And later on I'll make a podcast how I'm swinging that, because right now it's difficult, but you know, it's manageable, you can do it. And um, there's a lot of funny things in stream, like you could be streaming and people like to lurk. People love to lurk. And I have no problem with people lurking. I would not call you out. I'm not going to say your name. If you're lurking in my stream, I'm not going to bring attention to you. I just appreciate you guys coming in, going in there and showing that love and staying in there and watching me. It's, it means the world to me. It's, it's great. Especially during these times, these rough times, everybody's quarantined. You don't know what's going to happen with the world. It's scary on TV with all the news and... You know, you just want to sometimes put your head down and play a good game or watch a cool streamer. So I'm with you with that. Um, also, that's really unique and I like about Mixer is the fact that they have this cool spark system. I know um, Twitch has bits, 
But I kind of like the spark system on Mixer a lot better in my opinion. And uh, I like the way they have it set up to be partner. I think that's pretty cool. There's some more stuff they could add to make it a lot greater. Like, I wish they'd advertise a lot more so we could get a lot more people in there because I feel like games that people don't really... Like, there's some games on Mixer that is really good games, but it's not popular. Like, you might have, like, five or zero people playing that game. So you, you're not guaranteed to get somebody to watch you. Unlike, Twitch might have the same exact game that might have like a thousand people watching that game or maybe more than a thousand people watching that game because it's a bigger platform so that's the only drawback on mixer it's just the fact like if you want to play like final fantasy 7 for instance or final fantasy 8 or let's go even older than that let's go with like an old um let's see what's an old like an old call of duty game you might not get a lot of people viewing you but on twitch you're gonna get that view so that's the only problem i wish they just could somehow get more people to come in and, uh, and then everything would be gravy now that's my mixer talk that's my streaming talk uh, I will be doing more streaming talk like on Wednesdays Wednesdays or Tuesdays I'm going to be doing more podcasts I, it's been a long time before I did a podcast um, so I was like man I need to make one and there's a lot of things I wanted to talk about but I couldn't like squeeze into this already long drawn out pod <laughs> so hopefully guys I will be able to make a couple more episodes of um, bullshit and gadgets or I might call it um, gag and bullshit I don't know or bullshit gagging or something I'll come up with something for this episode or you guys can tell me on Twitter what you think I should call this episode but I will be editing all my podcasts and uploading them also, guys, you could join me on this podcast. Um, if you want to join me on my podcast, text me, message me on Twitter, and we'll make up a schedule, find a schedule that's good for you and me, and then I can invite you guys on and we can talk about certain topics. Um, I am going to get starting to get more organized, guys, with this podcast. I'm going to try to get this stuff out around Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I'm going to try to get more of my streaming friends and just so, you know, other friends of mine to join me on this podcast and do some other cool stuff but time is running out guys i gotta cut it short it's already been long not short but i love you guys come check me out in blacksboro studio on mixer and instagram and twitter love you guys take care